everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Thrive in Fertility podcast. This is your host, Kathy Quillett, owner of Tennessee Reproductive Therapy and the Quillett Institute. Y'all, I'm certainly happy that you joined me here for another week. I hope last week you were able to get some really good nuggets of information from Sarah as she talked about all things acupuncture and fertility, whether that's from a physical point of view or an emotional point of view. Uh, she did another event with us at Tennessee Reproductive Therapy this week. And I was just so impressed with how much she knew and how little actually I knew about all things acupuncture because I got schooled. I'm not going to lie, but why I think this is an important conversation, especially as we're talking about fertility treatments, uh, cause that's what she was talking about. Uh, like using the examples in conjunction with is because the American society of reproductive medicine supports it now. And I think that that's just a great addition. It's not every day that East and West meets in terms of medical opinions, but I really like, uh, that the ASRM is starting to give credence to that movement and the support that it can definitely bring. I know people who have their fertility has definitely been healed with acupuncture. So if that's something that you're looking into, Sarah has made herself available to help point people in the right direction. If you want to go ahead and look back at last week's episode. So today, what I want to talk about is, well, first of all, welcome back to Monday. If you're listening to this, when it comes out, Monday kind of feels overwhelming uh, for a lot of times. So well done, just getting yourself out of bed. I think sometimes when we're going through, you know, COVID or fertility or life after loss, um, and what I want to talk about today, which is the holiday season, getting out of bed, I think sometimes is just a mere miracle. So well done you, if you put one foot in front of the other today, because again, that can be really complicated. So Halloween was little or little, it was last week, which was a little bit overwhelming for a lot of people. It's tough when your whatever social media platform you subscribe to the most, when everybody that you think is virtually safe, um, for the remainder of the year, all of a sudden inundates their profile with cute little baby costumes or family looking joyful. And maybe what you wanted to do was lock your door, turn out the light and eat all the candy that you wanted to buy for all the little kids that, uh, should have been ringing your doorbell that night, or even, you know, losing the dream. So much of what we, we experience in the middle of infertility is just all the losses, right? It's not just loss of a month, loss of fertility, loss of pregnancy. It's also loss of feeling like we match where our peers are loss of feeling like we're, we're going along with the culture, not in like, oh, well, she's wearing this. I need to wear this too, but my peers are doing this in my age bracket. What I expected to be doing in life is this, and I'm not, and that's painful. So well done getting out of bed, but also well done surviving Halloween because, you know, I was just super aware, even, you know, my, I, where I am in my life is like 10 years ahead of I've survived by 10 years, but y'all are going through right now. And clinically, I just get the pain. I know sitting in session this week with so many folks who were just thinking like Halloween was so painful and why I, I felt the need to, to start the conversation today about infertility in the holidays, because the holidays can be painful enough. Um, you know, we're supposed to think of it as a really family friendly, most wonderful time of the year type of event where 
you know, maybe you have the loss of a parent, loss of a grandparent in our season of life right now, just to be vulnerable. We have all had COVID three members of the family, my husband and two others hospitalized with COVID all on the mend. But in the meantime, my husband's maternal grandmother had, they found cancer everywhere and she passed away a week after. Well, her husband whom she left behind their high school sweethearts have been married what feels like forever um he went in for a heart catheter the other day and threw a clot and so even as I record this I'm leaving tomorrow to go be with family um in my husband's place because he saw an oxygen and can't travel and we had made such a big point this year to go home to the holidays because grandparents are getting older and since the, the time when we made that decision to travel home for both holidays to my husband's side of the family, um, since we made that decision, two of the grandparents that we wanted to spend time with are gone. And that sentiment now of what do the holidays look like? And not to make this about me, like, yeah, we've had one hell of a month. But I also remember what it's like to be like in the middle of infertility when you feel like Christmas feels unsafe family feels unsafe. Spending money on nieces and nephews when I'm trying to spend all my money to buy my nieces and nephews a cousin, whether that be IVF or adoption. And it seems like I am compassionless by saying buy them, but I remember feeling like in the middle of our adoption process when people would give money, feeling insecure about it and feeling like, does this make you part owner? Like, I'm not trying to be trite. That's really what I felt, but Um, we go into this and the holidays just don't feel like the most wonderful time of the year. So I just wanted to have a really candid conversation, even though I'm talking into a dark room by myself, um, hopefully somewhere, wherever you're choosing to listen to this, you allow yourself to be in a place where we can almost engage in this conversation together. Because I think if you were honest with me, even if there's some optimistic things on the horizon, like, oh, 2022, we're going to start IVF or we're going to start the adoption process or, you know, right in the new year where we're going to do our transfer, but there's still so much unknown. And even when we find a place of hope, even when we finally get to the fertility center and we're like, okay, I'm closer to a baby than I've ever been. We don't go there without emotional stretch marks. We are tired and we are weary and we are worn from years and years of trying. And let me just say as an encouragement to everybody, because I feel like I've said this a lot this week, and that's not a criticism. I think people are just there is I want to encourage you guys run your race. I tried to run track. I wasn't any good at it, but I thought it was an easy letter on my letterman's jacket. And, you know, so I did it and I lettered and yay, but I, again, never any good. But picture a track when we're all in our own lanes, like you don't get to cross into somebody other's else's lane and like cut them off. You have to run essentially against yourself and against the person next to you, but you have to stay in your lane. And what I tell a lot of my clients and what I often tell myself now, again, revisiting the idea of social media, doing social media, you know, now with all these, uh, don't even get me started on TikTok reels and all that kind of stuff. I think we're breeding an age of narcissists. Sorry if that's you, but let's have a conversation about it because if you see it differently, I'd love to, to grow in my perception of it. But all we're doing now is showing ourselves off is how great we are. Even when it's like, look how bad my life is. It's still a competition to say, look at my emotional stretch marks. 
Are they prettier than yours? And when we're running this race of infertility, we cannot do that. Just because I, for example, had four miscarriages, which is true, and you might've had one, doesn't mean my story's harder. Our stories are both equally hard because a baby didn't come easily. Just because somebody might have been trying for three years and you're only six months into it, do not minimize it and say, well, they are worse. There is no room for comparison and competition in infertility and loss. This is not a grief or pain Olympics. This is us saying together that we are in the midst of this. We are one team. This is one season and we're in it together and it is hard. So next time you go to the fertility clinic and don't think, oh, that couple's, you know, I've seen them in here before and they were crying last time. That means their pain's worse than mine. So I only get a bronze for my, my grief this week and they get a gold. No, you are in this with them. Turn your head straight run your race. Don't look to the left and the right. Don't look at freaking TikTok reels or posts on Instagram or whatever. People put music into it, whatever. I can't wait for 10 years from now. And people are like, I'm so embarrassed. Like we did with MySpace or something, because let me just tell you, there's another thing coming. That being said, throw a rock at me, you know, come burn down my house for saying that. I'm sorry if I offended you again, I would love to learn about why you think they're really valuable because again, maybe it's just my age. Maybe I turned 40 and became crotchety, whatever. Let's get back to the holidays because that's just nowhere good that I'm going there. But when we get to the holidays, it's easy to go into it and say, I'm overwhelmed even without what's going on. The National Alliance on Mental Illness said 64% of people going through hard times say that the holidays make what's going on worse. 64 That is a lot of people saying that this is going on. Approximately 755 755 were interviewed and they said, what contributed to feeling sad or dissatisfied? 68 said financially. While you're doing IVF, that's already strained. 66% experienced loneliness. Well, infertility does that too. 63 said there's too much pressure. Hello, TikTok reels. 57% or just social media. Okay, I'll get off TikTok. 57% there was unrealistic expectations. Amen. I live in the South. And if you don't have a perfect front door, a perfect tree, you might as well just move to the North. 55% of people found themselves remember happier times in the past. And 50% said they were unable to be with loved ones. Y'all, that's a lot. And even as I read this, I'm also really aware that COVID contributes to a lot of that already. Infertility contributes to a lot of that already. Miscarriage and loss feeling misunderstood contributes to that already. Y'all, if you are already fragile going into this year, give yourself a big giant, it's going to be okay hug. Posture yourself in a position where you can say, I get an opinion and then start marching forward. But march forward in a way where you know that you get a voice in this. Don't want to travel this year because your sister whom you're not close with and have always been in competition with just fell pregnant again. And you don't want to go home because great aunt Susan's going to say, why can't you be like her? Don't go. If you're going home and you feel like mom and dad are coming to your house for Thanksgiving and they don't understand what's going on, maybe decide that, you know what, let's regroup in February. 
Maybe we just need to be alone this year. What you're saying doesn't have to be a permanent till death do us part re-ritualization. This can just be for this year. I am a firm believer in boundaries. Mama Brene Brown, whom I love. I don't know where she's gotten all of her research statistics. Obviously she's done it herself. I just don't have the patience for research like she does, but God bless people like her that do. She said, boundaries are the distance where I can love you and love myself at the same time. I'm paraphrasing because y'all know I'm terrible with quotes, but boundaries say I can love you and me at the same time, even if we're not together. So if you need a boundary this year that says I get to love you better from a distance, because I'm in a really fragile place or I don't want COVID or I'm about to do, you know, a transfer, whatever you don't have to, you don't have to go. You don't have to go. I want to release you. Even if it's your husband's Christmas party for his office, or maybe it's your own, maybe it's, you don't want to go to the cookie base baking thing with all of your high school girlfriends because they're all parents and you're not, maybe you're still single even. And it just feels like the divide between you is just too great. You get to say no, tell them, you know what? I cannot do it this year, maybe next year. So you can be selective about accepting invitations. And here's what I want to say. Don't feel guilty. You may feel a little bit guilty, but don't feel guilty for saying I cannot do it this year. You're going through a difficult time. And it's okay that you concentrate on whatever you need to do to get you through whatever it is that you have going on. When it comes to even getting together with family or friends, do it in a way that feels comfortable. If you know going to your in-laws house is an all-day affair and there are babies everywhere, go for presents and dinner. Maybe you don't have to do brunch, lunch, dinner, and presents, and then a slumber party. Maybe you can just go for a part that feels really manageable. You have permission to do that. You don't have to completely rely on past family traditions. Those can be picked up next year. If you want to revisit them, once you bring your baby home, do it. When it comes to celebrations, do the things that you like to do. If you love going to look at Christmas lights, just see when your husband go get some Starbucks hot chocolate or something local, which is my preference. Go do that. Go look at Christmas lights. Do the things that bring you joy. Swerve away from the things that bring you pain. You know, I had some clients last year, maybe it was a couple of years ago. I don't remember, but they thought, you know what? Christmas feels hard to be in my home. Last year we were pregnant. We still haven't fallen pregnant again. Being in our house is too triggering. Let's go to Mexico. Let's go to England. Let's go somewhere warm. Let's go somewhere that's different. Plan a trip, go to Florida, go to Hawaii, go get a hotel in the city that you live in just to do something different. You can begin your own family traditions, perhaps that maybe you want to carry on into, um, parenthood. You know, when we moved from Ohio, where we used to live, where my husband's family is to Tennessee, my family's in California. So traveling two places is a little bit difficult, but around Christmas, we just said, you know what, if you want to see us, we're here, we'll come on other holidays. No offense. We love you. But for Christmas, we're just going to be here. This is just where we want to be. We want to wake up in our house on Christmas morning because we want these Christmas traditions. And that's just okay. 
people might think, well, we have to, oh, you guys, I hear this all the time. And I want to release this from its power grip on your brain. I hear people say all the time, well, we don't have kids. We're not a real family. You are a real family. If you decide to be a real family, we have spent so much time and energy in our culture over the past couple of years, redefining what a family is. And if you want to define your family as you and a significant other, even if you don't have kids, well, you think, well, I have to go do this because they're traveling with kids. And this is just when Christmas is going to be because that's when their family can do it. When can your family do it? If your family can't do it, then, then your family can't do it then. And that's okay. Y'all I'm passionate about this. I'm sorry if you feel like I'm preaching at you today. I'm just so passionate about this because what I hear after Christmas is I feel lonelier. My mental health is more compromised. I had no fun. It robbed my joy. I'm going into 2022 and I'm completely depleted. I'm a shell of myself because I did all the shoulds. Should. I should do this. I should go here. I should do this. Mm -mm. We're adults. We do not need to should on ourselves anymore. Okay. Set aside time also to talk about your feelings with your significant other, with your person. If your person, quote unquote, reference Grey's Anatomy, if your person isn't your significant other or you have one in addition, share your feelings. This feels really overwhelming. I feel really scared. I'm super sad. I'm jealous. I'm discontent. I don't feel merry. Whatever it is, share your feelings. Find somebody so that you're not like suppressing, 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 pushing them down. So they, your feelings come out in 2022, like Dr. Pimple Popper popping a zit of infection and repressed emotions. I've said this quote before and I, you know, I butcher quotes. Okay. The, the guy who is John Kabat-Zinn, modern, or father of model, modern mindfulness, says, mindfulness means paying attention in the present moment on purpose and doing so non-judgmentally. Sit with your emotions on purpose in the present moment and do so non-judgmentally. Be present with them. Own them. Know where they com- came from. Bookend them with something that you can do to get out of them. I'm not suggesting that you sit there and pitch a tent, but feel them. So you can get up and also just start walking again. And here's what I want to say to close us. Don't get caught up in the whirlwind of the holidays and forget you. Don't forget each other. Don't buy into all the shoulds and then forget the pain that you're in. But here's what I want to say as a caveat to that. Seems contradictory. If you need to put infertility on the shelf so that you can enjoy the holidays, do that. If you have been hard pressed to have a baby since maybe the beginning of pandemic, that's when a lot of people started, right? Or even before that, if these months in these years have been painstaking and you need a break, imagine what these next two months could be if you just said, you know what? We are going to have fun sex. We're not going to try. My RE is not going to be my best friend for the next two months. We're just going to enjoy Thanksgiving and I'm going to drink like I want. And I'm going to eat like I want and I'm going to travel like I want and I'm going to enjoy Christmas. Imagine if, as much as I'm saying, like, put the holidays on a shelf if you want. Also put infertility on a shelf and say, you know what? I get to just be me. I'm not going to lose me. Christmas is my favorite time of the year. I find that it's beautiful. I love celebrating Hanukkah and lighting the lights. 
wherever you fall on this spectrum, if you need to pause, almost like an extended Sabbath, find the permission slip you need to enter into a season of rest and contentment and enjoyment and having a posture of presence. Even if you decide to not enjoy, also have the posture of presence where you guys, I mean, we lost a pregnancy between Christmas and New Year's a decade ago. And I was pregnant thinking I was going to lose it around Christmas. And then we had to cancel plans with friends on New Year's because I was in fact losing it. And I look back on that time and think holidays after that were hard. And I just wanted to hide. If that's where you are, hide away. Protect yourself, cocoon yourself, go in your little turtle shell if that's where you need to survive. But if you've been doing that and you need to get out of your shell so that you can re-enjoy family and tradition and the merriment of the season and truly make it the most wonderful time of the year, you'd be there too. If you need support, you're in Tennessee, reach out to me or us at tennesseereproductivetherapy.com. If you're in Tennessee and uh, a member of the Tennessee Fertility Advocates by member, I mean, nothing more than you follow the Facebook page and like the Instagram page, TN Fertility Advocates. I'm doing a talk there in two weeks, kind of expanding on this. It's free. It's on Zoom. We're just going to have an open dialogue about really a, a deeper dive into these emotions. If you need support, uh, obviously, clinically, we, we've got you covered, but if you go to TennesseeReproductiveTherapy.com under resources, I think is what it says. There's a tab called free resources, and there's even something in there called supporting infertility. If you need to send that PDF to people who you might going, be going home to for the holidays, so you can be like, Hey, I'm really raw. Don't ask me about IVF. Uh, tell, you know, grandma not to ask me about when she's going to get a great grandbaby. Cause I don't have the tolerance for that this year. However, you need to open that dialogue with people. There's support resources there. Um, if you need support outside of Tennessee, shoot me a message through Tennessee Reproductive Therapy or at um, Kathy at Tennessee Reproductive Therapy, and we can get you some services there too. I hope that you all have a great week. I hope this starts the conversation for you. Uh, don't TikTok about me, by the way, and my disdain for all things real right now. If you love them, listen, I get sucked into them too. Um, but I hope that you have a great week. I hope this starts the conversation and I hope that you just know how not alone you are. If you're listening to this, we're standing with you, we're believing for you and we're hoping with you. So we're here for you. Um, I hope that you have a great week and you go out and thrive. Bye everyone. Mm-hmm.